start a holy riot Fill this place now with the tongues of fire Welcome to Chichatown Or should I rather say Thank you for welcoming us into your home for church this morning um, Yeah, we've come to another end of another week um, of, of lockdown <coughs> It has changed slightly, but in practical terms, it still means we're mostly at home and we'll be probably meeting like this for for some time until regulations clear. Um, and yeah, it's just throughout all of this, it's just good to know that, that God is working, God is moving. And, and we'll be having some testimonies this morning of, of God working and how God has provided. And after those testimonies, we will follow on straight into worship. I believe Roddy is standing by for that. We're going to have a good worship session. So, yeah, just let's just join in and, and enjoy the testimonies and and remember that it's it's through through the word of our testimony that the kingdom advances really. And when we praise our Lord, when we worship our God, that is when His powers really, really come come to be. So, yeah, enjoy the testimonies, and then let's enjoy the time of worship thereafter. Good morning, guys. Um, just a short testimony about what God done for me in this lockdown lockdown time so um, I was busy in the garden and uh, the Lord talked to me about children that's hungry so just to uh, give you a little bit of background I got a school preschool for um, little children up to grade R and they are the, the parents is mostly um, domestic domestic workers so um, they don't earn a, much, a lot of money so uh, when the Lord told me that the children is going to be hungry I was very concerned and immediately said God I, I want to give them soup I can give them soup I can give them um, the first month of the lockdown preschool and uh, but the Lord got something else for me, for us, for them, and so he told me to, um, yeah, there is nothing further, so my, my friend phoned a couple of hours later from the UK, and she said the Lord talks to her about the children is hungry, so she said she got a little bit of money and she wants to send it, and I, and I said, okay, I will buy the food, making parcels, making soup, and make sure the kids, is feed, uh, the parents can feed the kids. And so, um, this is what I've been doing for the last two weeks, and God is so faithful because every time I give out the last parcel, and then someone is coming in, and I can buy the next lot of food parcels. And also, my son was finding me and he said, Ma, I don't feel so good. And then the doctor tested me for this virus. And um, we have to wait for three days 
to get the results and um, yeah the Lord is faithful and I find everybody that can pray everybody that uh, friends and church my church and everybody pray and thank God there, um, there was no virus and thank God for being this and being so faithful so guys I just want to say if you got a problem there's only one God there's only one person there's only God that can help you okay bye hi guys hope you're doing well um, we would like to share a quick testimony with you all um, we were going through we are still obviously going through a financial difficult time as everyone is at this as in the season and our finances were running low and we were really praying and trusting God for provision and we were trusting for something creative um, and we were going through our old clothing and just decluttering our house and Piet went through his jackets of, that he wore last year in winter and just going through them and seeing which ones he wants to keep and in the one jacket pocket we found like um, a bunch of cash which we obviously didn't know was there and we yeah it was just so perfect perfect timing and it was in such a creative way absolutely um, we would never have been able to buy groceries for that week so we were able to go and buy groceries for the last week and we just feel so blessed with God's provision and the fact that he knows our hearts that he wants to be creative and he wants to show us that he really is in control and he really knows our needs and he meets our needs every single time so we hope this blesses you and we miss you all very much bye we are the Within your love, 
and my heart will sing your praise again. Oh, your promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness, your faithfulness. I'm still in your hands. This is my confidence that you've never still stands great is your faithfulness your faithfulness I'm still in your hands this is my confidence that you'll never fail me yet oh never fail me yet
worthy of all the breath we could ever breathe. We live for you.
Hi, welcome back. Um, thank you for the lovely time of worship, Roddy. Um, yeah, it's it's good to be able to just shout out and and proclaim the majesty of of God, um, even in a time like this when when things are when things are a bit tough. So yeah, thank you for that. And then a couple of announcements that we that that we just need to get through. Um, obviously, currently how we do churches is quite a little bit more disjointed. Um, it's not what we are used to. It's not the the, the regular way. Um, so we've got to adapt to that, and we, we've got to we've got to learn how how to deal with it in this time. Um, and our mission as a church, really, and I mean, as as any church is, is to to be disciples and make disciples of Jesus. And obviously, where we can't meet now, that that's that's more difficult. It's it's more tricky. Um, but now is a time where we can really impact our community. Um, and one way that we can do that is is through material assistance. And, our arms account have um, been active. We we've been able to assist a lot of families within the life of the church, and and that's been made possible through the contributions into the arms account. So yeah, I just want to take the opportunity again to thank everybody um, for all they've done for for the contributions in in there, um, and yeah, and just for picking up a phone and and speaking to people and just. Yeah, you know, sending a WhatsApp and just just being there for people and and just to to have people know that that they're loved and that they're part of a family. Um, yeah, so that's that's really really a, a, a great thing that that's come from this time. And then there's a there's a obviously there's a great need out there, um, and we are looking at ways that we can get involved and be involved with with the, the relief effort such as it may be um, so yeah that's that's currently busy and and we've we've identified a place where where we can help by cooking soup for families in need for, to feed to feed families um, so if if you feel it in your heart that you are possible possibly available to cook soup or to to help in any way please contact Viv um, I'm going to give the number 072-854-0704 so just that number again it's 072-854-0704 and you'll be speaking to Viv at the end of that number so yeah that's that's really that for the announcements um, Paul will be preaching and then thereafter Lila will be announcing the SG Kids program so enjoy the service and then thereafter grab the kids let them come sit down and take part in what I'm sure will be a, a period of great fun with the SG Kids program so thank you everybody and thank you Paul morning welcome to church at home I'm uh, glad you tuned in, and uh, I'm sure everyone has some some form of crazy story during this lockdown period. 
Imagine living with Wayne Rowe through this lockdown period. Or even the, the Duplessis at their farm and looking after all the chickens and all the lambs. Or even Mr. Brits. Um, if you know him, you know him. But we all have these crazy stories. My story, wow story, me and Amy's stories is, is quite a funny one. Um, one night, uh, it must have been about 1 o'clock in the morning. I'm quite a heavy sleeper and uh, Amy's quite a, a light sleeper by nature. But anyway, 1 o'clock in the morning, Amy wakes me up. And uh, she is, <laughs> she's, she's, uh, she's walking around the, the bed and uh, so I'm like, I wake up, I'm still very sleepy. I'm like, babe, what's, what's, what's going on? She says, no, there's a, there's a cricket that's inside our room. So eventually my senses are enlightened and I begin to listen. And all of a sudden I realize there's a cricket that's in our, in our room. Now, I don't know if you've ever had a cricket uh, in your room, but it, it is, isn't, it's intense. It's like almost that it's, it's living inside your head as it cricks, cricks all the times. Eventually, we walk walking around, we're trying to find this cricket in our room at one o'clock in the morning. And eventually, we live in a kind of a, our, our bedroom is in a loft. So our roof is quite, well, our ceiling is quite close to the roof. And so Amy put her ear on the, on the, on the ceiling and said, I think it's in the roof. So eventually, it was so loud, we couldn't go to sleep. So eventually, I was climbing out the window, which you'll see a photo of how small it is, it's like a square like this. And as I'm climbing through, I said to Amy, please get me some, uh, some water and uh, a broom so I can smack this cricket or try to chase it away so that we could sleep. So eventually I'm out the window throwing out water, trying to get rid of it, slapping the roof with the broom and finally, uh, eventually you'll wait like, if you know cricket, 10 seconds or 15 seconds, it comes back. And um, Eventually, I was halfway out the window and I had a crazy thought, I'm just going to go on top of my roof and find this little bugger. And uh, so our roof is not a normal roof. It's like this steep, as you see in the photo. And uh, it was in the middle of the night and it was wet. It was full moon. And uh, so I decided to climb up the roof. And as I was going up, I'm thinking, oh, this is a stupid idea to go up this roof. And eventually I get on top of the roof, uh, all I have was, I'm in my undies, and I'm standing up top there, and I realize how stupid this is. I feel like Peter Pan always taking Amy to Netherland, and uh, so I, I try to find the cricket, and, and uh, threw more water, put some stuff there, waited there for about a minute, and I thought, oh my word, if someone had to break the law and actually walk past our house on the island, they probably thought I'm, I'm cooked. Anyway, and I haven't I didn't hear the, the cricket for about a minute, and um, all of a sudden uh, I said, "Oh, well, I didn't hear it." So I said, "Okay, I must go down. I've probably defeated him." And uh, I realized, if you know, if you go up, it's easy to go up, and it's harder to come down. So as I'm going down, it's slippery, it's moist. I'm busy praying, I'm busy confessing my sins, because um, I realize if I fall, I'll do it, and. Uh, so eventually I climbed down and the, the, that was probably the easier part now to climb through a window that only opens one way back into to the room. And so eventually I get through the window and my, my, all, Amy's just laughing the whole time inside the, the bedroom. And we had to move the bed. Uh, my, my shins were crushed because of the window. And, I, and eventually I just flopped into the, to the room and uh, stood up 
felt like a man. I felt, yeah, Amy even said, she's your muscles look bigger than they were when I left the room. So it's, I felt like a real husband and I sat down on the bed and then in a minute or so, the cricket came back. Man, it must have been full of the Holy Spirit because it did really just crick. I don't even know how you, when you say it, it, it chirped or whatever. And it was, uh, all we wanted was harmony uh, in our room. And so we, we took, eventually we were defeated. We took our mattress all the way down to the TV room and we slept there and we put the fan on and we slept like babies. We even slept there for two days afterwards or two nights. But all we wanted was, was harmony. And uh, harmony is a beautiful word. Um, to me and it means the combination of coexistence sounded musical notes to produce a pleasing effect and in this time I'm sure everyone is just wanting some form of harmony in our lives I'm not talking about external harmony because I can see the moms and the parents eyes are beginning to twinge like this as you as I mentioned the word harmony but I'm not talking about the, the external things. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I phoned Guillaume and I was speaking to him and he was looking, he was his duty for the twins and he was talking and all of a sudden they, they're just being small children and they went ballistic. And I just said to him, God bless you, bro. Cheers. <laughs> I put down the phone. So I, I can understand the parents and I just, by my heart and my, I just think you guys are doing an incredible job in this time. And, uh, but I'm not talk, talking about the external harmony. I'm talking about the harmony that's inside of, that we find inside of our hearts. Um, so the other day, about two weeks ago, um, me and Amy were recording to to or recording worship, and it wasn't going well. And uh, we just felt like we weren't connecting. It just the song wasn't feeling good, and the pressure of the camera. And everything else and eventually um, after saying you are singing a bit off I'm singing a bit off eventually I look down we have a, a synth that plays at the back of our music that makes like an ambience kind of feeling and I looked down and I looked down at the key that it was playing in and it was the different it was in a different key to the, the key that I was playing the song and we realized that was probably one of the main reasons why just something wasn't wasn't gelling and we're playing like almost like two different songs, almost like bashing against each other. And they were fighting. It didn't matter how much you control it, how much we tried to sing, how much we tried to harmonize. It just didn't work because there was two different keys or those two different songs that were being played during that song. And it doesn't matter how much we try and fix the external harmony. It doesn't seem to kind of fix the internal harmony. And so I've been looking and studying the book of, of Colossians, and the Colossians speaks about the supremacy of Christ and how God is supreme over all of creation, the whole universe, over his church, and how um, Paul then defends God's or Christ's uh, supremacy and how we live as Christians as God supreme over us. And as we're going to read, we're going to read um, in Colossians 1 verse I think, let me just go a little bit quicker, verse 20, and, uh, and then we'll go through, through something. So it says, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. And you who once were alienated and hostile in mind, doing evil goods, he has now reconciled in his body of flesh 
by his death in order to present you holy and blameless and above reproach before him. If indeed you continue in faith, stable and steadfast, not shifting from the hope of the gospel that you've heard, which, is, which has been proclaimed in all creation under heaven, which I, Paul, became a minister. When I read that, that, that piece, it's like a piece of music that begins to sound out. Just those two words, holy and blameless. I was walking around our yard, just listening to worship, just having, spending time with Jesus. And those words, just I, began, I just almost just said it over a hundred times, just holy and blameless. I'm holy and blameless. It's a beautiful thing that they gel. There's so much harmony that we find in those two words. You see, sin was the wrong key or the wrong song that was in our lives. You see, sin stole our harmony. It alienated us. It alienated us from God. It's like it almost made us oil and Him water that we couldn't mix. It just couldn't, we couldn't find harmony inside our hearts. And so when it entered uh, into this world, it had a ruinous consequence that was universal and pervasive. It spread. Pervasive means that it spread like a virus. We all know what a virus can do in these times. And we've, we've seen it. Two can... Uh, go to 4 and 4 to 8 and 8 to 16 and that's far as my maths can go. But it, it spreads and it placed all of creation at odds with God in itself. So it put a barrier. There was no harmony between God and His creation. Romans 8.20 explains this very thing. It says, For the creation was subjected to fertility, not willingly, but because of Him who subjected it in hope, that the creation itself will be set free from this bondage to corruption and to obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. This means that the whole universe suffered the consequences of sin. We've seen the consequences of sin in our world. We've seen, in my own life, we've seen the consequences of sin. Um, and it was subjected to decomposition and, and, and corruption. And so the song that we play in our hearts is just the wrong song. It's like the cricket. It's the cricket that's inside our room. That is sin. Sin came to, to, to separate, alienate us so that we, there is no harmony that's inside our hearts. And the biggest question that everyone is asking at this, this stage, and I've been asking, even as an educator, asking what is next as we listen to the Minister of Education. And there's... There's the future is, is, I don't know what's next. And that's the biggest question that people have been asked, what is next? But I'm not here to tell you what's next because I don't know what's next. But I'm telling you here for something for now, for something for today, for Sunday, that you sit there at your home, something now that you can put in place. The way to give you harmony inside your heart. Harmony that isn't determined by the external harmonies, but it's something that God has given to us. So how, how do we have this harmony? It sounds great and something hard to, to, to do in this time. But I've realized the more as I follow Jesus, the more as I pray and, and, and be with them, the more harmony that I begin to have. But... But besides that, just some practical tools is, is just how, how do we find harmony? 
And my dad spoke last week about a better way. A better way. In verse 22 in the Colossians, it, it, it says, He has now reconciled in his body to the flesh of his death in order to present you, us, holy and blameless. So it says there that Jesus made a way. He made a way for you. He made a way for us. He made a way for creation. See, His death restored the harmony and the fellowship that once existed between God and His creation. He stepped in, into the mess of our lives, into the mess of humanity, and restored the harmony inside our hearts. In 2 Corinthians, it says a beautiful way, 5 verse 18, it says, Because of His decision, we don't evaluate people by what they have or how they look. We looked at the Messiah. This is the Message Bible, if, you, if you're wondering. We looked at the Messiah that way once and got it all wrong. I love how he says it. As you know, we certainly don't look at him that way anymore. Now we look inside, and what we see is that anyone united with the Messiah gets a fresh start, is created new. The old life is gone. The new life begins. Look at it. All this comes from the God who settled the relationship between us and Him. And then called us to settle our relationships with each other. God put the, the, the world square with Himself through the Messiah. Giving the world a fresh start by offering forgiveness of sins. God has given us the task of telling everyone else what He is doing. So Jesus is that way. He's that new start. And so we as believers or if you for the first time sitting there and hearing something like this is that we hold confidently in faith to the hope of the gospel. The gospel that is very this, that Jesus came for our forgiveness of our sins. He came to give us harmony inside our hearts. Through Jesus, he made you holy and blameless. Such harmony, harmony that's inside us. He made us holy and blameless. See, the world is changing. It's changing every day. We just changed from stage five to stage four, and I hope you all had an incredible run or walk on stage on Friday. But Jesus is constant. His message is the same. And that's what we want to say. We want to preach the same message. It hasn't changed. He's come for the heart of men. And He wants to bring harmony inside those hearts. We find harmony in a, in a story of, of the Pharisees and the, and the tax collector. It's a beautiful story. I love it. And it, we find it in Luke 18 verse 9. I'm going to read it. It says, to, to some who are confident of their righteousness and look down on everyone else. Jesus told this parable. He says, Verse 10 says, two men went up to the temple to pray. One, a Pharisee. So you could call a Pharisee, it might offend, but you can call them maybe sometimes just religious churchgoers. And the other, a tax collector. A tax collector in those days were, were uh, people that were hated. They were like the bottom of the, the, the sinners. They were just like, they, they just took everyone's money. No one liked them. And so he put these two opposites, these two poles, this super religious and a down-out sinner. And the Pharisee stood by himself and prayed. He said, God, I thank you that I'm not like the other people. 
robbers, evildoers, adulterers, even like this tax collector that is standing next to me. He says in verse 12, I fast a week, I fast twice a week and give tenth of all I get. But then, I love this, verse 13, it says, but the tax collector stood at a distance. He, he, he would not even look up to the heavens. You see, he beat his chest and he said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Have mercy on me, a sinner. And Jesus says this, he says, I'll tell you this, this man rather than the other went home, justified before God. For those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. The way we find harmony inside our hearts is to humble ourselves. See, the spirit and the life that flows from failure, to be humbled, broken, amazed, and satisfied by the grace of God in Christ. That was that tax collector. He saw, he was broken, and he came before God, and he's like, it reminds me of the prostitutes and the, the Pharisees. And uh, they dragged her out and into the street, into the dirt, and they, they surrounded her, and they had massive rocks and stones in their hands, and they're about to stone her to death for a sin which she, which she deserved. Yet Jesus walked into the middle of this, 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 this chaos and this middle of this um, distraction. And he, he turns to the Pharisees and he asks them a simple question. He says, which one of you haven't sinned? And then he, he stopped and he, he wrote something. He drew a line, a line and he, he wrote something in the sand. And one by one they, they began to drop the stones and walk away. He then turns to the prostitutes and he he says, do you see who condemns you? And she says, I see no one. All of them are gone. And he stands in front of her. The, the God of creation, the God of, of the universe stands before her, a sinner. And he says, well, neither do I. Go and sin no more. And that's the heart of God. And maybe you're sitting there this morning and you feel like, well, I'm a sinner. I, I, humble yourself. Humble yourself before God. You see, the world doesn't satisfy the harmony in our hearts. doesn't matter what you do. I've realized in, in this time of, of, of living in shutdown and living at home, it kind of changes our priorities to, to, to life. Looking at life so differently the way I did a couple of months ago. Looking at our finances, looking at things, looking at people, looking at relationships. And it's really made us think again as humans. It's kind of shook down our belief system. And coming back to the very simple thing. And it's, it's nothing that this world can satisfy the harmony that's inside our hearts. Doesn't matter how much money, <laughs> it doesn't matter how much health, it doesn't matter how much we do, how much protection, or whatever it might be. It doesn't matter how much level, if it's level one or level five, it doesn't matter. 
It will never satisfy the harmony that's inside our hearts. And I feel like God is wanting us to, in this, when this, this time ends, and I know it will end, that we're not defeated. We come out, here, out of this lockdown and look out of this time of the, the economic turmoil, like defeated. But I felt like to come out of it humbled by Jesus' grace. Humbled that we can come before Him as children of God, of ask anything of Him. Then in our weakness that we are made strong. Living in harmony. I know it's not a quick and easy fix. I'm not saying that, that we'll walk out of here untouchable. But there comes a confidence of knowing that Jesus gives us harmony inside our hearts. He creates a new way for us to live in harmony. That the external factors have nothing. Because we know there's a confidence, there's a harmony, that God has created harmony. There's a union, there's no fighting, there's no turmoil, there's no worry, there's nothing. What is next? What is? But now at the moment, I'm sensing just holy and blameless. Holy and blameless. That God has made a better way for us. God has made a better way for you this morning. And He's also given us the task of telling everyone what he's doing in that Corinthians scripture. And I encourage you that, that the harmony that's inside our heart is not for just for us. That we can produce fruit of harmony that people can feed on with those who are looking, those who are searching for harmony. And I encourage you to, to be the light, to be the harmony inside of this world at this moment. Wherever you are, it doesn't matter where you find yourself, if you find yourself at home, you find yourself in a location, you find yourself wherever you find yourself, at home, at work, with no data, with data, whatever it might be, you have a key to harmony to the people's hearts of this world. And that way is through Jesus. And so I trust that through this time, if you feel like inside your hearts this morning, that you want harmony. You've tried to fix everything over here, but somehow it doesn't affect this. The next morning you wake up and it's still there. There's a fighting. There's an oil and water. I just pray, as we're going to begin to pray now, just to, to ask God, ask Jesus to come step into your hearts and produce harmony. To kick out the cricket. To kick out the, the, the wrong song that's been playing in your heart for all these years. It might be worry, it might be anxiety just bashing in your hearts. That just there's no harmony. I also pray that God will come and speak his life and speak holy and blameless into your heart. So let's just pray. Father, we we come before you today. We thank you, Jesus, that you step down into our lives, into the mess of our lives, that we can come as sinners. We can beat our chests. That we can look up to you, our Father in heaven. And I pray, Lord, that we can come to you, Lord. I pray for, for sin in our hearts, Lord. Sin has many forms, Father. And I pray, Holy Spirit, right now, that you know exactly what everyone who is listening to this needs. I pray, Lord, that, that as we say this, Father, Lord, I pray. Maybe just repeat this after me. Father, I pray that you will bring harmony in my heart. I pray that you 
I welcome you into my heart. I give my life to serve you. I lay down my, my pride. I come to you humbly, broken, amazed by this incredible gospel of Jesus. And I pray for your harmony to, to flood into my heart right now. I pray for worry. I pray for what is next. The questions that we ask Him. I pray, Lord, that we don't look what next. We look at now. And we know, Lord, now that you will produce harmony right now into our hearts. I pray, Holy Spirit, will, will protect us, will, will cover us in this time, Father. I pray, my Lord, we will have moments where our, the external thing begins to impact our, our internal harmony. But I pray, Lord, that it will, will slowly but surely change that that our internal will begin to, to um, change our external more and more every day, every single day as we focus on you, Jesus. We ask this in your precious name.